In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, you who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of all that is good, master of life, come, dwell within us, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Amen. We're going to be looking at the last of the three chapters that St. Paul devotes to the question of the mystery of Israel. And uh, you see, it's Israel's misstep is not forever. And this chapter, after we've had 9 and 10, this mystery of the rejection of Israel, and now he's going to continue that, but wait till you hear the way it ends. It's so beautiful. Uh, see, Paul is a mystic, and he's a prophetic mystic. And the Lord himself has instructed Paul concerning his plans for Israel. And now Paul is working that out here. And he's working it out, and he has in mind, of course, the whole church, but he has in mind the tensions between the, the uh, Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians in Rome. The Jews can say, we had this thing long before you guys were all still burning cows when we were, you know. And they could be saying, I mean, but look at the mess you made of it, or whatever. And so, human beings, you know what I mean? The Lord works with us because we're all he's got. But you see, Paul is saying, look, let's get this straight. That misstep of Israel is going to be redone. And it'll be life from the dead. And so, uh, that's how he starts off then. So then, I say, has God rejected his people? Absolutely not. That's the first line. Now he's going to develop that, you know. For instance, I'm an Israelite. Didn't reject me. I'm a believer. I'm from the seed of Abraham, the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know regarding Elijah what the scripture says? See how he's going to argue now. It's real rabbinic and he's quoting all over the place and expects everybody to know right where he's coming from. And many Jews would. Uh, just like there are many evangelical farmers, even around here, you give a text and they know where it is. Uh, be nice if we can get the Catholics to do that, wouldn't it? You know, and then stand on the street and preach, don't even need a Bible. Be great. Okay. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. And what he's doing now, he's uh, quoting Psalms. We're quoting right now Psalm 94, but quoting the Old Testament. Once in a while, I think I'll read them out for you. If you have a Bible and many of them do nowadays, that give you the cross-references. Um, the NAB does many. Uh, the, the, the old Jerusalem Bible, the 90... Was it 96, was it? It was uh, 66. The 66 Bible, Jerusalem Bible, uh, has a wonderful collection of, of cross-references and footnotes. Um, and so, you see, um, 
God has not rejected his people, whom he foreknew. Now he gives an example. He gave one, I'm an Israelite. I'm not rejected. Don't you know regarding Elijah what the scripture says? How he pleaded with God against Israel? Now this is a quote from first book of Kings. I think we talked about this before, didn't we? Elijah has come up. He killed all the prophets of Baal. 400 of them. With a little help from some other people, obviously. And Jezebel, who liked these fellows, said, I'm going to get that guy and kill him. So he ran away. So there he is, down under a tree in, on, in the desert. said, it's enough, Lord. Just let me die. I don't want any more of this. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of running away. I want to die. And he says this, you see, Lord, they killed your prophets. They destroyed your altars. And I have left alone. And they seek my life. I'm the last one. And they want to kill me too. And then, what does the oracle say? What does the response from God? I have left for myself 7,000 men who have not bent the knee to Baal. You're not all alone, Elijah. There's 7,000 of you. You see? And so, it's, it's, what he's trying to say is, you see, God has not rejected his people. Some have turned away. Some are worshiping idols and so like that. But uh, he hasn't given up on his people. To this day, one of the beautiful phrases of John Paul II, right? The covenant with Israel has never been revoked. It has to be fulfilled, but it's never been revoked. And that's Paul's statement here. That's what he's, he's doing right now, you see. Um, I have left for myself 7,000 men who have not bent the knee to Baal. Similarly, now in this present time, a remnant by a choice of grace has come into being. God has graced a remnant. There will always be a Jewish people. And some of these Jewish people will believe in Christ until the day they all turn to him. And that's his uh, argument here in this text, you see. Uh, if then by grace, no longer by works, you see, um, since grace would no longer be grace, what then? What Israel is seeking, that it did not obtain. The chosen obtained it, and the rest were hardened. In other words, it's not by what I'm doing that I'm impressing God. You see, it's what God's doing. And so, the rest were hardened. And that, again, he's going to quote this time from Deuteronomy 29 and some other texts, Isaiah. God gave them a spirit of stupefaction, eyes that see not, ears that hear not, even to this day. It's true, they don't get it, he's saying, of his own people. You know, but, uh, and David says the same thing, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and their back be always bent over. It's just saying they're in trouble. They're rejecting. Uh, but God has not given up on them. This is marvelous. Don't you understand what this means? He hasn't given up on us either. You want to be saved? There's plenty of time. Get going. 
You know, you want to be a really fervent Christian, you really want to know Jesus Christ personally yourself, plenty of time. Repent for your sins and go search for the Lord. Go find others who are doing that and, and live with them, pray with them, talk to them, make friends with them, and come out of where you are into this place, you see? Um, and so, that's the end of this first section. That's down to verse uh, uh, 10. You see? Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and their back be always bent over. That's another... i got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine scripture quotes so far. You see the way he thinks and the way he operates. Okay. So... He's going on now. So I say then, did they stumble so as to fall definitively? Surely not. Isn't that beautiful? Surely not. But if by their fall there is salvation for the Gentiles, and now this same theme we've seen before, so as to stir them to jealousy. What's the jealousy? These, these other people, they're, they're Gentiles. They don't know. And now look, they know God. Look at the lives they're leading. Look at their family life. He wants, God wants the Jews to see that and be jealous. The way to that is to believe in Jesus. Okay, by golly, that's what I'll do. But it's a, it's a 2,000 year plan so far. The Jewish, many Jewish people have become uh, Christians, but the nation has not come. And we're waiting for that. We're praying for that. As Paul said in uh, the earlier part we've read in Romans, what will that be like? It'll be like life from the dead. Quoting that text in Ezekiel 37 about the dry bones, which we just had recently in a, in a text, you see? And so, uh, if their fall means riches for the world and their failure, the wealth of the Gentiles... How much greater will their full number bring about? Bring about a sort of implied. Now I want to speak to the Gentiles. You see, he's trying to get this situation sitting out in Rome. Um, but it's bigger than Rome. He's got the whole church in mind. He knows this letter is going to be circulated all around. Huh? Here's a new letter from Paul that's going to go, you know. The Roman postal system is not very good. So we used to have a joke when I lived over there. Paul really wrote two letters to the Romans. The second one hasn't arrived yet, you see. But um, that's not, this one did arrive, you see. I speak now to the Gentiles. Insofar as I am apostle to the Gentiles, I honor this ministry. If thus I can stir my own flesh to jealousy and save some of them. When you see a beautiful life, you say, I want to live like that. Fine. Get to know Jesus, believe in Him, and it's yours. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. That's why you see that kind of a life. There's no other way that anybody can live that way except by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, if the first fruits are holy, so also is the mass of dough. If the root is holy, so are the branches. And that starts him now on this image he wants to use. The roots are Jewish, a millennial. Really, two, if you go back to Abraham, two millennia of working with this one people so that they would understand 
the one true God and his demands on them and his care for them. And so that's what he's saying now, you see? Um, the root is holy, the branches. Now, if then some of the branches were broken off, you then, <clears throat> being a wild olive branch, were grafted on in their place and became a sharer in the rich sap of the root. The root is Israel. The root is the call of Abraham. The root is the call of the people. The root is the thousand years that God dealt with Israel, punishing them, forgiving them, instructing them, loving them. That's the root. Okay? So, do not vault yourself over the branches. If there is boasting, you must remember you do not carry the root. The root carries you. To this day, that's true. To this day, that's true. That's why we should yearn and pray, as we do every Good Friday. The whole church prays for the Jewish people. We should pray for them a lot. You see, if their rejection has meant such blessing for the others, what will their coming back be but life from the dead? You see, you might say, the branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. True enough. They were broken off through faithlessness. But you are stable through faith. Have no thoughts of pride, but be fearful. Faith is a gift. You could be unfaithful to this gift. And if you're unfaithful to the gift, you see, you don't belong to the Jewish people, then that might have been your last chance. Don't get too proud so that God has to withdraw His grace. Be careful.